Like, I guess the main thing is that I'm doing these things, but I don't think that it's a big deal. They're just like little things. I mean, these are very easy things that anybody can do and it doesn't have any impact on your life. Like I may not feel like running down the street cheering that I'm, you know, saving the environment because I don't think that it's that big a deal, but it is a big deal on the back end for the environment. So it's worth doing. Hi, this is Joshua Spodek, and this is Leadership in the Environment. You're not the only one who cares about your impact enough to act. You're part of a global community undeterred by people saying, if others don't change first, then what I do doesn't matter, and other excuses. We've read the science. We can do this. This show is about personal responsibility, acting, and improving your life by your values. As guest after guest says, the challenge was hard, but thank you for getting me to do it. I wish I'd done it earlier. Listen on for leaders to inspire you, hear their struggles, and then act. Go to joshuaspodick.com slash podcast to commit to a public, personal challenge of your own. You're not alone, and you don't have to wait for others. Before we started recording, Marnie said that what she did wasn't that big of a deal. It was just a bit more than she normally did. So what was the point of sharing it? So the second conversation with Marnie was short, and we talked as much about the podcast, kind of meta, as we talked about what she actually did, which is to say the episode narrates itself. I look forward to where mainstream activity is for stewardship to feel second nature, which is what happened with her, I think. That's not to say I don't feel that everyone doing little things adds up. I'm not going to argue against that because if you want to do something, yeah, please do it. But I believe that if leaders don't act, then most others will just follow them in inaction, which is to say they're not going to do anything, which is, I think what we've been doing for the past 50 years or so since global warming was predicted, to say nothing of other environmental issues. What's exciting in this episode, for those interested in dating coaching, attraction between men and women, learning how to act on those things, and my past in as a dating coach, is referring to my appearing on her podcast, the Ask Women podcast, Dating Advice for Men. And I can't mention here what I mentioned there, but I'll put the link in the text, and I hope everybody listens to it, especially after hearing Marnie describe it. Welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. This is Joshua Spodek. I'm here with Marnie. Marnie, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm very good. And I'm both curious to hear how things went. And I'm hard-pressed not to say people should listen to my episode on your podcast, too. They should uh, listen, because it was very good. Oh, thank you. I kind of want to ask you about it, but I'd rather leave the listeners feeling like, I, let's give them the URL right now. Where should they go to listen to your podcast? Well, you can go to uh, winggirlmethod.com slash podcast, and you can check out the Ask Women podcast. It's not live just yet. It'll be, I don't know when this is going live. Yeah, this this will take longer. Oh, it is? Okay, yeah. fine. So maybe it is live, but it'll be up around mid-March. So if this is after mid-March, then have a go at it. And it was a great episode. I just liked how like, you could you could speak to the men that listen to my show. I thought they could really relate to you. You broke things down to digestible information that they can put to practice right away. And I, I, I thought that there was a huge value in the things that you had to say. Well, I'm honored and almost taken, almost speechless because uh, if you've done a lot of episodes and you've spoken to a lot of people and it's a new, it's a new territory for me to speak publicly and you made it very comfortable for me. And so uh, thank you very much. And uh, listeners, go check it out. <laughs> So when I spoke to you last, you were you you talked about how incensed you were at people leaving the water on mindlessly and and you're talking about consolidating deliveries, maybe, if if I remember right. 
Well, there was that, but then remember I said at the end, I was also talking about rinsing out containers. Yeah. That was big for me. So yeah, I've been doing all of those things and trying to be mindful of how many times I'm having the Amazon delivery person drive to my home. Yeah. And it, it, it's been going great. I mean, I, to be honest, I don't feel like this overwhelming feeling of, yeah, I'm helping, but I mean, it feels nice. And when I tell people and I scream at them and say, we're in a drought, <laughs> like that feels nice for me too. And I don't feel as uncomfortable doing it as I have in the past. I, it's a strong value for me to like not waste water. That's the biggest one for me. And so, yeah, it's great to be participating and helping in that way. A big goal here is a lot of people have this idea, if you don't do something big enough, it's not worth doing. And one of the things I'm trying to do is to get people to, I think a lot of people out there don't know a single person who's doing anything, even like turn the water off when they brush their teeth. And I think that a lot of people would if they felt like others were. And so I'm trying to get people who to share, like what might feel very natural to you. I suspect a lot of people would be like, oh, that's interesting. I would, like I had a guest on once and she was talking about how she would wash her plastic bags. And I thought, I thought I was the only one. Like I did it once or twice and I was scared of people finding out that I did it. And then when she said she did, I was like, okay, good. I, now I can, if someone says I'm weird, I'm like, well, someone else is more weird too. I don't think that's weird at all, to be honest. Like I, I'm never worried people think about me. I don't care if I do something that I believe in. I'm pretty open about doing it. I don't have many secret behaviors that I wouldn't talk about openly. So that's, that's part of why I like to bring leaders on the show. Leader. A lot of people think leader means authority. Someone who's telling people what to do. It's also leaders take, they'll do something that allows themselves to be vulnerable when others might not. I think you might be, I don't want to like overly praise you here. I want to properly praise you. Do it. <laughs> I think it might take for granted that things for you, and I'm, I'm sure this came over time, that you, it probably took a while for you to be as comfortable sharing things personal as you do. I mean, you do, I think. Yeah, I mean, for sure. For sure. I used to hold back a lot of the things that I wanted to say. That was a big thing for me when I was younger, that I just didn't want to speak up or I didn't want it in front of certain people. But about other things, I was very vocal. Like I remember when I was in, ninth grade. And there was this, I was in a social sciences class and I was away for one day and I came back to school the next day and they did that like famous psychological study test in my classroom about whether people would give into what other people were saying, even if it wasn't true. So I came back to class and they had two people go up to the front of the class and measure this, this line, these two lines that were on the chalkboard. And everybody in class, including the other person that was standing beside me, kept saying that the two lines were equal. And I kept saying, no, they're not. They're absolutely not. I went and got a tape measure and they kept saying it was equal and I wouldn't give into it, whereas many people do. So like I was very firm in my beliefs always, but when it came to people that I was trying to impress, let's say, or be friends with, that's when I held back. I think that that shifted as I got into my mid twenties where I just... I feel I realize that people would actually like me more if I just said what I believe. And if they don't like me more because I say what I believe, then we're not meant to be friends or lovers or whatever. I'm, tr- yeah, I'm trying to get voices like this out there. I think that most of the voices that are out there on acting environmentally are people who are like hardcore activists or people who are really like, people come to me all the time and they're like, Josh, you should have this person on the, on the show. They are doing this, um, I don't know, a recycling thing or a composting thing or something like that. I'm like, great. I'm glad that they're doing that. 
But I want mainstream people. Well, I don't know if you're mainstream, but people who aren't necessarily environmental, because I want this to be mainstream. I think that people will be happier when it's mainstream. And so that's why I want to bring people who aren't particularly knowledgeable about the environment or have it, don't have a history of doing stuff or not doing stuff publicly. Sure. I would say that that's intimidating and like overwhelming when somebody comes on and they say all the millions of things that they're doing for the environment and you're like, "Eh, that's not me. But coming on and hearing like one little thing that I could do, that's very easy for me to do where I don't have to be like, I heart the environment, (laughs) which, you know, I don't know why that's got a negative connotation to it, but it's just like, I don't really think that way in my mind. I'm not constantly thinking about the environment, but there are small things that I I do care about. And I think hearing about those small things can have people doing, like even just having me saying to my friend, like, turn off the water, we're in a drought, you know, for them to realize that maybe they'll do that moving forward. I actually find it a bit abrasive when people try to like shove their idea down your throat. I have friends who are really into not using plastic and like everybody bringing their own bottle. I'm totally into that idea. I bring my own bottle everywhere. But like they shame people who bring water bottles around them. And I don't like that at all. And and it just makes me not want to do whatever they're like shaming people for. So I'm going on a tangent. But my point is, is that if people sort of just like live how they live and walk people through what they're doing, then maybe those people will pick up on what they're doing without having to like shove it down their throat. Yeah, I hope so. I just had on my podcast a super hardcore Trump supporter. I mean, MAGA hat, everything. And he was saying that, well, I don't want to put words in his mouth, so people should listen to exactly what he said, but which will be on, it's not posted yet. But he was, a lot of what he was saying was, he's saying that a lot of people in his communities are reacting to people shoving stuff down their throat. If on top of that, those people themselves are not living it fully, then it's this double whammy of, of reacting. Like a lot of people are making it a political wedge issue. And so they're like, no, I don't want to be like that. I'm just going to, like, I'm going to buy a big pickup truck just because I can, just to put it in your face. Whereas if they weren't so, if they were more, I don't want to tell people what strategies to follow. My strategy is, I hope, bringing out the voices of people who are doing this as a natural course of regular life. And hopefully it'll become a non-political issue in the way that traffic lights are regulation that are a non-political issue. No one's like, so much red tape, this traffic light has got to go. I'm sure there's somebody who is saying that, but but yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm curious how how did the relationships go when when if you're doing more than you normally would have, did people bristle or did people like what you said? I mean, probably it was your friends, so you have a special relationship yeah, with them. I'm sure that they didn't like me saying, like, I mean, we're in a drought, turn the water off. Like we're not in Chicago anymore. I'm sure they didn't like that. And, but it wasn't too abrasive where they were like, and I don't know if it altered anything, but I'm sure if they heard that a couple more times, maybe they'll start to watch how they use their water. I didn't notice that the water was going on full blast the rest of the time that we were hanging out with each other. And I wonder how the, how did things affect your relationship with, uh, with Amazon, with the deliveries? Did many of them, did you change much or did you not have that many deliveries in this time? No, I I just saved up. For when I actually, like, I wouldn't just do, okay, I have two things to order, have them send it out. I mean, the truth is they split up your orders anyway, so they just send it how they want to. But now I've been waiting till I have at least like five things in my cart. And did it make a difference or did it, uh, has it affected you? Affected me? No. So yeah, it seems like there's a lot of things that are 
some people are like, Josh, why do you bother with X? I'm, I can't think of something off the top of my head. And it's like, it's something that there's, to switch to do it takes no effort and it improves my life. So there's like no loss, even if it's a, a, a minuscule, negligible benefit, why not do it? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it is annoying to have to rinse out the containers. I, I'll be honest. I'm like, Ugh. rather than just tossing them into the recycling bin. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's the only, it's only just a second of annoyance. And then I rinse it out and then I put it in. Okay. Well, I want to wrap up with any questions or no, I want to wrap up with any comments, anything I didn't think to ask or anything to say directly to listeners. I don't think so. I don't think I like what I've done is, is that mind blowing or that it's altered my life. I remember when I was first really into water conservation, like my husband and I would turn off the water when we were showering, like as we were scrubbing up, we would turn off the water and that, that had a bigger impact. And I felt that more. I don't do that as often now. I just take like very short showers. But yeah, I'm, like, I guess the main thing is that I'm doing these things, but I don't think that it's a big deal. They're just like little things. I, I'm going to say something. I, I, this may come out. I'm not sure. But for people who listen to the other, my being on your episode, we talked about, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably take this out, but I'm going to mention it anyway. Uh, you remember I talked about touching and a lot of people associate touching with like unwanted touching. But what actually I find creates the most connection with someone is the incidental touching that's not intended to be like on purpose. It's like, if I'm with friends and we're walking down the hall, we kind of bump shoulders every now and then. Or like, if I'm going to say something to a friend and I say, if I say, look over there, I tap them on the shoulder and say, look over there. And that kind of incidental contact I find is more valuable than going for a kiss or something like that. It's Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I see the correlation. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So the, just make it a part of your life that you think about and act on these things that to me is, is in some ways more valuable than making a big effort and going out of your way. Not that they're exclusive. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, these are very easy things that anybody can do and it doesn't have any impact on your life. Like I may not feel like running down the street cheering that I'm you know saving the environment because I don't think that it's that big a deal, but it is a big deal on the back end for the environment. So it's worth doing. It's, it's not having a negative impact on me at all. Well, let's wrap up there. Marnie, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> By doing what others don't, however normal it seemed to her, Marnie, I believe, is she's swimming upstream so everyone else, when they do it, they can feel like they're swimming downstream. Environmental action doesn't have to be a big deal. On the contrary, one day it won't be a big deal at all. Sometimes I think of the first women to wear pants. I don't know, something like 100 years ago, 150 years ago. Can you imagine the vitriol and scorn they may have faced? I imagine it must have been pretty significant. Now it's normal. I don't know a woman who doesn't wear pants. It's totally normal. Soon stewardship will be like that. And the sooner that each of us acts, the more people will see us as leaders of the movement that we create and the sooner that they will act too. Did you feel inspired too? Then act. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and click to commit to your personal challenge so you can inspire others. Value means better and worse, and living by your values means living better by your values. You may struggle at first, but it's the hero's journey from living by others' values to living by yours. People say that little things add up. I won't argue against it, but what I find counts is acting. Doing something, anything, starts that mindset shift from the debilitating, 
others should act first or making excuses to the empowering, I can make a difference. And living by my values improves my life. I don't have to wait for others to act first. I'm looking for leaders, people who will bring what works here in this podcast to communities I haven't reached. Billions of people want to change their behavior. There's room for leadership from personal leadership of just yourself to whatever scale you want. Start by acting and changing yourself. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and commit to your personal challenge.